Good morning, it's Thursday, January 25th, and this is the Daily Chirp Podcast. We're bringing you a closer look at one of our top stories and other important things more in our community. Today, in a surprising turn of events at the Cochise County Board of Supervisors regular meeting, Chairperson Peggy Judd nominated Supervisor Anne English, a Democrat, for the chairperson role. Before we begin, some Arizona trivia. Did you know that Arizona native Aiden Bryant is an actress, comedian, writer, producer, and singer? Bryant is most notable for being a cast member on Saturday Night Live for 10 seasons. For her work on the series, she was nominated for three Primetime Emmy Awards, including two nominations for Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Comedy Series. Her other work includes a voice role in the animated series Danger and Eggs and the Netflix adult animated series Human Resources. She starred in the TV show Shrill and also served as writer and executive producer. For this work, she was nominated for another Primetime Emmy Award. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Benson Hospital. Benson Hospital now has three locations for primary care services. Let their compassionate providers care for your entire family. Your health starts here. Call to schedule an appointment today at 520-720-6551. Now our future story. In a surprising turn of events at the Cochise County Board of Supervisors regular meeting, Chairperson Peggy Judd nominated Supervisor Anna English, a Democrat, for the chairperson role. This move was unexpected, especially considering Judd's Republican affiliation and the presence of another Republican, Tom Crosby, on the board. Judd cited English's extensive experience and maintained decorum as key reasons for her choice. This decision came amidst a backdrop of legal challenges for both Judd and Crosby. They were both indicted by a state grand jury on felony charges related to interfering with the 2022 general election, with a pretrial conference scheduled soon in Maricopa County Superior Court. Moreover, Crosby has faced complaints about alleged violations of Arizona's open meeting laws. The public's input leaned towards Crosby as the new chairperson, but Judd stood by her decision, highlighting the need for ease and natural progression in concluding the session. Crosby, however, did not second Judd's nomination, leaving English to do so. Despite several public comments and Crosby's opposition, citing severe mistakes by English and Judd without elaboration, the vote proceeded. Judd and English voted in favor of the nomination, emphasizing the need to maintain decorum. Crosby, consistent with his earlier stance, voted against it. This decision comes at a time when Judd, facing personal challenges due to her husband's health, plans to step down as board chair and fulfill her duties remotely. Interestingly, the terms for both English and Judd are drawing to a close this December, and neither is seeking re-election. Crosby, on the other hand, is in the race, facing Clint Briseno in the Republican primary. Thanks for listening. Before we continue, a quick message from our sponsors, Prestige Family Living. Hi, this is Didi Rodriguez, the executive director here at Prestige Assisted Living. Did you know heart disease is the number one cause of death among older adults? But here at Prestige Assisted Living in Sierra Vista, we take the health and wellness of our residents to heart. We are offering a free guide on heart health for older adults on our website. Visit prestigecanhelp.com to download your free guide today. Again, that is prestigecanhelp.com. Next, we're excited to share our weekly segment, Best of Preps, brought to you by our friends at Lolly Automotive. 
Hi, everyone. I'm Sean Lawley from the Lawley Automotive Group, and we've stocked up on inventory at all of our dealerships. If you've been thinking about a new car, we've got the deal for you on a new Buick, GMC, Chevrolet, Ford, Kia, Hyundai, Honda, Nissan, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. You don't have to go to Tucson or Phoenix to buy a new vehicle. We're your hometown dealer since 1995. We'll beat the big city dealers in price, and our customer service is small-town dealer friendly. Come into any one of the Lawley dealerships today or shop lollycars.com and see why nobody beats a Lawley deal. Nobody. Now, best of preps. Welcome back, everyone, to your favorite segment inside the Daily Chirp Podcast. It is time, once again, for Game of the Week, where we get to sit down with the Herald Review Media Sports Editor, Bruce Wetton, to talk about all things Cochise County Sports. Bruce, the year 2024 has just been rolling nonstop. I can't believe that we're starting baseball on Friday, but I want to start off with football news. Wait, What? First of all, we're still in football season. We got the AFC NFC Championship this weekend. We got That's the Super true. Bowl in two weeks. But the big story out of Cochise County this week is that Benson High School has a new football coach. Oh. We broke the story Tuesday on our website. Monday night, I was at Cochise College covering the uh, Bisbee Pumas playing St. Augustine. We'll talk about that game in just a few minutes. And while I was there, I got a tip that Benson had hired a new basketball or football coach. So I reached out to Eric Tatham, and he finally confirmed through email on Tuesday morning that, yes, Benson High School has a new football coach. His name is Chris Rasmussen, and he is still under contract at his school in Texas, and so he's not even on campus yet. But he'll be coming to Benson for spring break and be available to the media. And so we're very excited that Benson has found somebody. We're looking forward to meeting Chris and seeing what he'll bring to the program. Now, I've heard in Texas— they take high school football pretty seriously uh, there. Bruce has heard the same thing. <laughs> so I don't know if he's been a coach or not. I did do a Google search for Chris Rasmussen. I didn't realize how many Chris Rasmussens there were, and quite a few in the state of Texas, mind you. There's a few with ties to Texas A&M. There's a few boys in Torville, Texas, I've never even heard of. So we'll wait and see what he shows up to. But unfortunately, as we have speculated and has finally been confirmed, Dustin Clough is out after two seasons as head coach at the Benson Bobcats. He was 11-12 and 12 in his two seasons. He took Benson to the state playoffs, the three of playoffs his first year, and then failed to qualify this year. So after two years, he's done. So the ultimate question is, if with Dustin stepping down as football coach, what's going to happen to Brax, the speedy receiver, that talented wrestler, talented athlete, period, are the family going to remain in Benson, or are they going to leave? We hope to answer these questions here shortly, but uh, I would sure love to see Brack stick around because he's got – he could really help the program, but I can't say if I fault him they should leave either. And speaking of Benson, this past weekend was the state cheerleading championships, and Benson, Douglas, and a new team was participating this year, Bisbee High School. Bisbee went for the first time in 11 years to the state competition – <laughs> and they actually placed ahead of Douglas in one of, one of the events. Wow. Benson took second in the p partner stunt competition, and uh, the team of flyer Willow Prago, uh, junior spotter Elisa Farmer, and sophomore base uh, holder Makai Prago, brother to Willow. So that's kind of neat. you got a brother and sister combination. Anyway, they took second in their competition for the partner stunt. Uh, Bisbee was fourth in this event, and Douglas was fifth, believe it or not. So Douglas, who won state last year in partner stunt, finished fifth this year. So they were kind of bummed out about that. But Douglas's co-ed spirit line squad, they placed second at state as well. And they also won awards for creative choreography and lasting impressions. 
And uh, both of these awards were awarded by the judges. And so it kind of makes you wonder, lasting impressions and creative choreography, how could you finish second? And the team that they lost to was American Leadership Academy West Foothills, a charter school out of Phoenix. So that kind of says, well, recruiting, bulking, piling up. So needless to say, but anyway, we have a story on all three teams in the Wednesday edition of the Herald Review. It's already online at myheraldreview.com. So hats off to both these squads. Unfortunately, no state champions yet this year, but still second place is not a bad showing for either of these squads. And uh, I did interview the four captains from Douglas. Two are seniors and two are juniors, and the two juniors are determined to come back next year and reclaim that state championship. So time will tell. So since we're talking about Douglas, we're going to stay on Douglas for the moment. Uh, the Douglas girls basketball team is on a serious roll. They knocked off Amphi 38-35 last Thursday, January 18th, for their 20th win of the season. And uh, they're narrowing in on the 2011-2012 team that went 22-5. and And we're trying to confirm we believe that the 22 wins is a school record, but nobody can go back beyond 2000 without really knowing anything. And so we're trying to dig up archives. But still, Douglas, is 20, they were 20-4 and going into Tuesday's match at Sarita. Now, a few weeks ago, we talked about the Sarita-Douglas basketball showdown in Douglas where the 65 three-point attempts went up. Well, this game was vastly different. Douglas only attempted 17. So uh, happy to say that we don't have Sarita stats because as of this morning, they hadn't been posted on max preps yet. So I do not know how many threes Sarita put up. But anyway, Douglas prevailed. They beat Sarita the other night 58-40. to They beat them by 14 points or 18 points for their fourth straight win. They're at home on Thursday against uh, Walden Grove, and they should tie the 22 wins from the 2011 and 12 team. And then they still got two regular season games left to play. One is that Rio Rico who beat them earlier. And I think Douglas, Douglas could have a good chance of beating them at Rio Rico. We'll just see what happens. And then they'll close out the season February 1st at home against Tucson, Micah Mountain, who they already beat earlier in Tucson. So I see Douglas for sure getting two more wins in the regular season, surpassing the 22. And then you still got the postseason playoffs. Now, the exciting things for this program is that as of Tuesday, the uh, Douglas girls were ranked 10th in the state amongst 4A schools, and they were 25th in the state through all open schools, which included 4A, 5A, and 6A. So Douglas is having a stellar season, and right now they're the second hottest team in Coaches County behind St. David Lady Tigers, who got beat the other night by Pima. That's right. I that was, was there. A, that was a shocker. But I said it was a heck of a game, Jeff. Pima figured out how to shut them down. Both teams were way under their point-scoring yes. averages. What was the final? 38-23. Uh, to 23. Yeah, yeah. We have the score here. Yeah, 38-23. St. David is 20-2 and two and Douglas is 21-4. We'll talk more about that in a second okay. here. But that was really exciting to see how suddenly St. David, we knew, was always going to have a good team. But Clint Hill has got three quality players on this team that are really – Exceptional players. And, Jeff, they're all juniors. They're They'll all, be all back. juniors. And uh, we profiled Scarlett Ruiz in the Sunday edition of the Herald Review last week. And then he's had two other players. And so, like I said, they're all contributing. It's been a great, a lot of fun to watch. And so we, we're, we're following them closely as they finish up the regular season and begin postseason, which, believe it or not, begins in two weeks. 
Benson and Bisbee had some big games last Friday, and Benson, um, kind of the shocker for us, I don't mean any disrespect towards the team that beat Benson, but Bisbee went into Benson and beat Benson at Benson 36-30. to But when I saw the stat sheet, I noticed two names were missing. Uh, Hawkins was gone, and then Trinity Foy was gone. And so I started backtracking, and I realized they hadn't played the week before, hadn't played the week before that, hadn't played the week before that. They hadn't played the entire month of January. So, again, Bruce is texting Eric Tatham at 9 o'clock at night. Bruce, I see, I mean, Eric, I see these players. I'm not what's going on. What's going on? Well, come to find out, uh, Darwin, I, her name, first name escapes me, but she's Emily's sister, broken wrist, out for their basketball season, softball uncertain at the moment, and then Trinity Foy, torn MCL. Oh. So she's done. So the younger players are stepping up, but to Benson's credit, they came back on Tuesday night, and we'll talk more about this in a second. They knocked off Marinci by three with a hit and a three at the buzzer. Wow. So, I mean, hats off to Bisbee to go into Benson and beat him. But the boys game that night, man, between Benson and Bisbee, Bisbee beat Benson by one at Bisbee. This game was a little different story because um, the Benson boys beat Bisbee this time, 59-52 at Benson, avenging that earlier loss. Talk about an offensive game, and it was so much fun to watch these two teams both teams had their chances to really make an impact, but just very exciting and very exciting and solid basketball by these two schools. Um, shifting gears here real fast, Cochise College men and women they were at Glendale on Saturday and they prevailed. Uh, the men won seventy eight sixty eight, while the men the women won eighty six to fifty nine. Both teams are back in action Friday and Saturday at Yavapai College in Prescott. So. Uh, they're making making strides now to improve and get ready for postseason. They're not, just barely hitting halfway point of their season. Uh, Cochise is going to be on the road this weekend, next weekend, and they'll be back home after the 1st of February. And then, of course, we'll be there. Maylee Thompson. How's she doing? She had her track debut last Saturday at Pima College. Her first junior college track meet. Maylee sets a national qualifying mark. What? In her first track meet at Pima College. Linda Lamb was there. She's going to have a story, an interview in the Friday edition of the Herald Review. So Maylee, she's picking up where she left off in Cochise County. Maylee was her two-time female athlete of the year. And um, so Linda went there because she's friends with the family. But, yeah, according to the, the Pima College Sports Information Director, Maylee Thompson closed out the day with two national qualifying marks. She tied for third place in the long jump, and uh, they're both tied for eighth overall in Pima history. And then Thompson also placed fourth in the pentathlon, where she scored a total of 2,869 points. I don't even know what events are in the pentathlon. i got to go back and research that or how it's scored. But she's qualified national marks in the long jump and the pentathlon. So hats off to to Maylee Thompson. Um, the Aztecs are back on the track this weekend. They're at the Paradise Valley Community College Indoor Invitational Saturday in Phoenix. So we're staying on top of Maylee. And then come to find out, uh, we have the other track athlete for Benson that's there. And then um, I saw on Facebook that this Douglas former Douglas resident was posting pictures of himself at the Pima track meet. So I reached out to him. His name is Delbert Avile. And I said, hey, uh, by any chance are you, you know, what were you doing at the track meet? Oh, my son competes for Pima. 
Delbert and his brother, Dickie Arvile, are from Douglas, but they have relocated to Tucson. So one went to Mount, Mount, Miranda Mountain View, one went to South Point, and they both are on scholarship now at Pima. So we got two Douglas kids with ties, or two Douglas ties kids competing at Pima. So now we got four athletes we're following. And that's just, just when I thought I was done. He sent me the name of a fifth athlete. Uh, they're from Yuma, but parents are from Douglas. And so now we're, we're tracking these five kids. But very excited for Maylee, man. What a way to begin your, your collegiate track career. She's already, she's already qualified for nationals in her very first track meet. But am I surprised? No. Not, not at all. Maylee, she's a special athlete. That's all I can say. And I think we're all pulling for her to do to have the stiller season that we already know she's going to have. A lot of wrestling action this past weekend. Uh, Buena, Douglas, Benson, Wilcox, and Tombstone were all in action Friday and Saturday at two respective tournaments. Benson, Buena, and Douglas were competing at the Diego Gajeda Invitational, which was held at South Point High School, while Tombstone and Wilcox were in Queen Creek completing in the uh, Louise James War Duel Tournament. At the South Point Boys Tournament, Benson was 6th, Buena 12th, and Douglas 18th out of 27 teams. Um, the tournament was won by Sarita, followed by Eloy Santa Cruz and Walden Grove. So not bad how that went. The girls' tournament was won by Oro Valley, followed by Tucson Sunnyside and Sarita. Buena finished 18th out of 28 teams, while Douglas placed 20th. Uh, Aisha General, the senior for the Buena Colts, she was a lone Colt participant. She went 3-1 and one at the tournament, scoring all of Buena's points, and she finished 3rd in her 114 weight class. So she's on pace. Um, they have sectionals next weekend in Tucson, and at which time we know she'll qualify for state. We just don't know if it'll be as a sectional champion or second or third, but the top four qualify for state. Douglas is Maria Elena Corrales and Camila Gonzalez both finished sixth in their respective weight classes. So in the boys' tournament at South Point, Buena had six wrestlers finish in the top six. Brax Clough, our buddy, and Zeke Crowley both finished third. Javier Castago and Bodie Bladelock were both fourth in their respective weight classes. Samuel Martin was fifth at 215, and Solomon Crowley placed sixth at 106. For Buena, Zeph Jeffries placed third at 165. Nathan Angle was fourth at 175, and Sean Brown was fifth at 132. Um as we had mentioned earlier, the Colts have the Colt male wrestlers have one more match before sectionals. They're going to be at Tucson Desert View this Friday. The match was supposed to be today, Wednesday, the day taping of the show, but it had been changed to Friday now due to a scheduling conflict. So the boys are going to go wrestle at Desert View Friday for a dual meet to fine tune their skills and hopefully avoid injury and then get ready for sectionals. Douglas's Damian Castro was a lone bulldog placer at South Point, placing fifth in the 190 pound weight class. Wilcox had a very interesting tournament. As we had mentioned, they, um, the dual tournament they were at was much like the McGlumphy Commodore-owned duels that Benson hosted earlier in the year. Senior Oren Alsup and Cash McCumber both won their respective weight classes. Travis Larson placed second. Joe Sanchez third. Mark Wilson fourth. David Allred fifth. Caleb Cook and Alan Allred were both sixth. In the girls' tournament, Abby Tingle, a name that we're getting to know quite well, she finished second in her weight class. Carice Riggs was third, and Liliana Millinar was also third, with Natalie Thompson, no relation to Maley, coming in fourth. So hats off to the uh, the Wilcox wrestlers and the uh, 
Tombstone stats were not available, fans. Sorry about that. Otherwise, that's sure what Tombstone did. So a very action-packed weekend, which led us into Monday, which the action continued. Um, I was stoked for Monday because uh, I think we shared it on the last show. Yeah, we did share it on the last show that Coaches College had opened up this facility to allow the Bisbee Pumas to play two games there. So Monday night, Bisbee shows up to Coaches College. It's raining, of course, as it had been the last couple of days, but that was fine. It was indoors. And um, the girls played the first game against um, St. Augustine. Heck of a game. Janitza Avachuco scored 15 points. Elisa Lopez had 14, and Yaslin and Hernandez had 11. When I got there, Bisbee was up 22 to 12. And I swear I bring the curse with me every time because they lost 47 to 45. And uh, heck of a game. Uh, they came up short at the end, but there was so many turnovers in that fourth quarter that both teams had their chances, and they just could not. But, man, oh, man, oh, man, the boys' game that followed was a classic. And what was so neat was the Apache men and women were there watching the game. And one player that we're going to – Jose Mendez got hot. Folks, he got super hot, so hot, the Apaches were actually jumping up and cheering every time he sank a three. 34 points. Whoa. 21 from the beyond the arc. And there was one particular play in the fourth quarter – he brought the ball down from the court. They gave it to him just inside the key on the half-court side here. He drilled a three and got fouled, and he got knocked down hard. The Apaches went nuts. They actually came out of the bleachers, went down to the court, and mobbed him. And the referees had to stop the game for a few minutes to get him off the court. But it was so much fun to see the interaction and to see the energy. And St. Augustine, they were keeping this game close. It was close for three quarters. Bisbee led at the end of the first they trailed at half, and they trailed at the end of the third, but they prevailed at, in the end, winning by a score of 63-56. to 56. Uh, Sebastian Lopez had 12 points in the game, but it was so neat to see the electricity in the coaches' college gym. And every kid on the Bisbee team that I spoke with, the coaches, this is so cool. It sucks we can't play at home, but this is the next best thing. So I want to give a major shout-out to Coaches College, to J.D. Rottweiler, Jeff Faulkner, Angel Ortega, for making this come true and make this come to fruition. And we're not done. We get to go back Friday night for Bisbee and Wilcox at Coaches College, where my cousins, Jane and Lady Wetner, are going to come down, so I'll get the chance to see them play in person. But it's also going to be senior night for the Pumas. And um, so we're going to be back at Coaches College Friday night watching this showdown. So, again, um, it's unfortunate Bisbee lost its gym. Uh, we did get word from the, the principal that the repairs are in the process of being made. The insurance has granted the repairs, and they were actually supposed to begin on Tuesday, and everything should be completed in 8 to 10 weeks, but unfortunately not in time to have senior night. Unless you want to delay it two or three months. So hats off to Coaches College. Like I said, we really appreciate them being accommodating and hospitable. But it was so cool because – the coaches' students came out after dinner, after their brow ball practice from baseball and basketball, came back with their dinner plates, and they were watching the game. And at first it was just kind of meandering, but as Bisbee got going, the fans got going. And then Jose, he won them over to the point where there was games, there was opportunities at the end of the game where even Riley Parker from the Apaches came down, and he's talking to Sebastian and talking to Jose. But seeing Jose get clobbered on that three-point attempt and get knocked down and the players just storm out, I got a shot, but unfortunately it was all backs and butts and something I don't like to use in my art, so I didn't use it. 
But at the same time, it was just so neat to see the reception that he got from the players because that's a moment Jose will never forget. And I've been saying that, that when they go to Cochise, these kids are going to create memories. And I asked Jose, I said, can you see yourself playing here? He said, I'd like to. So, um, again, I put a bug in Jeff's ear. Jerry wasn't there, but Dave Matthews, his assistant coach, was there. And I said, you may not have a scholarship for him, but, you know, maybe there's an open tryout he can come to and earn a spot on the team that way. So they're going to keep him in mind and keep me in mind, and hopefully we can see Jose wearing another red and white next year instead of the Bisbee red and white, maybe wearing Apache red and white, because there's no doubt he can hit the threes on that court. It's just a physical, and he's not very big, and that's my only concern. This Jose is not so big. He needs to bulk up, dude. But that's what the weight room's for, and if they have to do it, Coach East will bulk him up. I can promise you that. Speaking of basketball, it was a good night for Blaine and Colts on Monday. The uh, Colt boys, they spanked Desert View 85-37, to while the girls won for the second time this year, thumping Desert View 73-19. to Valley Union went to Duncan and prevailed over the Wildcats 52-30. to Probably the shocker for me of the night happened in St. David, and as we had talked about before where you were at, where the Pima Rough Riders beat the St. David Tigers 38-23, St. David's 20-2 on the season. And Monday was also a rough day for Buena Soccer. Uh, the Colt boys lost to Sienega 8-1, or 5-1, correction, and while the Buena girls lost 8-0. So um, Buena still got three matches left in the regular season. They're still not out of the... They're still not out of the playoff picture yet. They're on the cusp, and I'll have the rankings here in just a few minutes. Tuesday, uh, soccer continued for Douglas High School, where the boys beat Sarita 4-3, while the girls beat Sarita 2-0 on senior night at Douglas High School. And I had to laugh because the entire JV game was played in the downpour. And I'm thinking, I had been at the spelling bee for Douglas during the JV match and thinking, you know, if it's pouring, how are they going to do senior night? Well, you walk out. And it was misting, but not pouring. And by halftime, it was cold, it was damp, but no rain. So they got the halftime show. Douglas prevailed. It was 0-0 at halftime. And then Douglas scored two goals within 10 minutes of the second half, hung on to win. So they're two to zero. they won 2-0. to zero. So hats off to them. So Bisbee, coming off the emotional win on Monday night at Coaches College, had to go to Pima on Tuesday. This is a... The unfortunate signs of the high school schedule. You play Monday, you play Tuesday. Sometimes you play Thursday, and sometimes you play Friday. Well, the Bisbee Pumas were back in Pima on Tuesday, where the Pima boys beat the Bisbee boys 57-48, to while the Bisbee girls lost 67-34. to So Bisbee's off Wednesday and Thursday to get their legs refreshed and get ready for Friday against Wilcox. Uh, speaking of Wilcox, Wilcox was in Tombstone Tuesday, where the Wilcox boys beat Tombstone 52-46. to and the Tombstone girls beat Wilcox 53-33. to Benson and Marenzi were back in action on um, Tuesday night. And as we had mentioned before, the Benson girls beat Marenzi 46-43 on the last second three, while the Marenzi boys beat Benson 54-52. So two very exciting games there last night, Jeff. That's what it sounds like, yeah. Oh, my goodness, man. So anyway, yeah, talk about the state rankings here real fast. As we had mentioned before, in 5A and 4A for soccer and basketball, the top 24 will get in with the 1 through 8 getting an automatic buy, whereas 9 through 24 will play a playoff seed or play-in game, I should say. So in the 5A boys soccer, Boyne is currently ranked 25th right now with three games to go. And uh, if they can win two, I think they're going to be okay to get into the final 24 spot. 
And if they win three, all three, then we'll see what happens here. But either way, more than likely they're going to be on the road for the first round of the play-in game. But Phoenix Ironwood is number one, Campo Verde number two, Lake Havasu number three. In the 5A girls, uh, Notre Dame Prep number one, Scottsdale Chaparral number two, Castile Colts number three, and Buena's 20th. So again, Buena's in the top 24 for them. More than likely they'll go to state, but more than likely be on the road. 4A, Douglas is actually climbing up the ladder. Uh, last Tuesday night's game between Douglas and Sarita, going into the match, Douglas was 17, Sarita was 21. As we had mentioned, Douglas prevailed. So I'm seeing Douglas jumping up this when the rankings come out on Wednesday, the 16, if not 15, and they still got three more matches. All you have to do is get in the top 14, and you're going to host. So they can, if they can win two, if they win all three for sure. They're going to host a play-in game next in two weeks. But anyway, Prescott number one, Flagstaff. Why am I not surprised? Flagstaff's always tough. They're number two, and then of course Walden Grove is number three. <laughs> Here's the kicker I forgot to mention on Thursday night. You got Douglas and Walden Grove going head to head. That's right. Yeah, and that's going to be a heck of a game. Yeah. So I think if Douglas prevails, they will for sure crack the top fourteen to host. If they lose, I don't think they're going to drop that far because they're playing the number three team as of Tuesday. Um, they still have two matches after that to kind of redeem themselves. So we'll see what happens. So Thursday night, Douglas soccer is going to be really interesting to see what happens here. Five A boys basketball, Buena. Boys are currently ranked 20th. They're in position right now to make the postseason. Whether or not they host or travel depends. But status quo right now, they're in. But they're going to unfortunately be on the road. But he's still got several games to play, so we'll see what happens. Uh, Desert Mountain, number one. Notre Dame Prep, number two. Ironwood, number three. And in the two-way basketball boys rankings, um, Santan Charter, number one. Arizona Lutheran, number two. Rancho Solano Prep, number three. Pima's fifth, Morency's sixth, and the reason I mentioned those schools are regional opponents that Bisbee and these teams still have to play. Bisbee's 12th right now, so they're sitting pretty. Benson's 18th, they're sitting pretty and making it, but more than likely they're going to be on the road. Wilcox is on the cusp at 26th, and Tombstone has to make up work to do. They're at 33 right now, and top 24 again in, as I said previously. So they got some catching up to do if they hope to make the postseason. Um, in the 1A boys rankings, um, St. Gre- the Gregory School out of Tucson, number one. North Valley Christian, number two. Desert Christian, number three. St. David is 18th. And in the 1A, because it's a whole different classification, only 16 teams get in. So St. David boys really need to make up some work to get into this last spot. Valley Union's boys are at 24th, and they got some serious improvement to do if they hope to make the top 16. I just don't know if there's enough games left to do it. 5A girls basketball. Buenos girls are, are struggling right now. They're at 29th. I just don't know if they're going to have enough games left to crack the top 24. Hopefully they can figure out something here. But they're they're currently at 29th. Uh, Williamsfield, number one. Canyon View, number two. Notre Dame Prep, number three. In the 4A girls basketball ranks, South Point, number one. Seton Catholic, number two. Mesquite, number three. And Douglas is number 10. So um, interesting games coming up. St. David girls are ranked number one in the state. No surprise. Uh, Joseph City, number two. Lincoln Prep, number three. The shocker for me, and not really a shocker per se, but I just really haven't known much about them because they don't report, Valley Union's 10th. So uh, Valley Union and St. David are probably going to go to state in basketball, girls basketball. And um, so I, I know the coach at Valley, but he's just not receptive to answering emails or returning phone calls. And so I'm going to 
try to light a fire in them, especially if they qualify for state. Yeah, no kidding. In the 2A, uh, Phoenix Country Days number one, Miami number two, Pima number three. Doomstone's making a statement. They're at number 18 right now. And uh, Rachel Thursby and that squad, man, I'll tell you, I'm really liking that team. Uh, Wilcox is 23rd, Benson 25th, and Bisbee 30th. So um, those are the rankings as of Tuesday. But they changed, they, the rankings changed Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So by the time the show airs, this thing could be all turned over, all upside down again. We just never know. But man, oh man, it's just, it's been a crazy time right now. We did honor an athlete of the week this week again, and she's Buena Junior London Richardson. Uh, talk about a sweet kid. And she scored 30 points in the win over Desert View on Monday night. Our stringer, Alan Dale, sat down with her and her coach, and they talked about what makes London tick on the court. Her story can be found in the Wednesday edition of my Herald Review, uh, the Herald Review and also online at MyHeraldReview.com. So London Richardson is our athlete of the week this week. I've just been so impressed with her. Very, very polite athlete. And uh, just as so many of these kids are, I can't tell you how pleased I am by the the personalities of so many of these kids. Man, talk about some very polite young people. Big games this week coming up, Jeff. Uh, Thursday soccer, as we mentioned, Douglas soccer versus Buena. Boys are at home. Girls will be away. Basketball, big game Thursday night in Benson. St. David and Benson going head-to-head. That's going to be a fun one. That's always an interesting rivalry between those two towns. Only, what, six miles apart, five miles apart? Right there on the Highway 80. Yep. Just got to get through that bridge detour and wait for the stoplight to finally change. And people were asking, when's that project going to be finished? Good question, ADOT. When's the project going to be finished with the tunnel? (laughs) So anyway, uh, Buena Boys will be at Sanaga and what will be a battle for first place in the 5A Sonoran. Well, the Buena girls are going to host Sienega. Haymore's going to have to have her squirrels ready to play that night because Sienega's loaded. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. And as we had mentioned previously, uh, Wilcox Boys and Girls will be hosting – I mean, Wilcox Boys and Girls basketball will be at Bisbee at Coaches College on Friday night. Also on Friday, Jeff – well, first of all, Buena Wrestling, as we mentioned before, they're going to go to Desert View. But also on Friday, we are officially kicking off baseball. I am so excited – and I finally, this morning before the show, got it confirmed from the coach himself. This is Todd Englehart's 25th season. Wow. Silver anniversary. Todd's been out sick last couple of days, so I attempted to go out there. In fact, I did go out there twice last week and take pictures of both times I was there. He was not. We were going to meet Monday. Couldn't make it. He was sick. Tuesday, he's still out sick. And uh, so we are going to do a story on him. It may have to be after the first week of games, but... 25 years, I mean, I can relate being my, my history with the Herald. But, uh, yeah, we finally got baseball. Uh, one game on Friday, two on Saturday, one on Sunday. So 2 o'clock on Friday, 12 and 2.30 on Saturday, 12 o'clock on Sunday. There's no admission. And don't forget, folks, we got in the Buena Colt playing for the Apaches, and he will be pitching sometime this weekend. We just don't know what day. Sam Pitts. It's going to make his collegiate debut on the mound. And uh, we're excited to see what Sam can do to help the squad. So we're going to be there, and we're going to follow this team the best as we can and see what they can do. But, you know, I applaud Todd's stick to this to hang around for 25 years. And um, unlike another coach that really disappointed us from Arizona, up and leaving after three seasons. But Todd has hung around. He's built a good program. 
sometimes what you read is not always accurate. And I know one year that I had mentioned that he'd been there X number of years, and I put that in my story. Well, come to find out the website was wrong. So the website had this year, it was what's 25th. And so finally, before the show today, Todd answered my email, and he said, yes, this is his 25th season. <laughs> the website is accurate. So thank you for being accurate so I can make the story accurate. But 25 years as head coach of the Apaches. So, I mean, we got track underway. We got baseball beginning, which I'm super excited about. We got basketball and soccer winding down. And then next weekend and the weekend after, we got wrestling sectionals in state. So we're going full throttle again, Jeff. Everything keeps rolling, and we know you'll have it covered for us. But before we leave, Bruce, we started this podcast with football. I think it's time to end with football. Which two teams will be going to Super Bowl 50-whatever? I want to say I want to pull for Detroit to beat San Francisco, but I just don't think they can do it. I think San Francisco is going to have the home field advantage. So I got my heart saying Detroit over San Fran, but my mind is saying San Fran over Detroit. So I'm thinking San, San Fran will win that game. The other game, Jeff, I don't give a beep. <laughs> I'm so pissed at Buffalo for losing that game to Kansas City. They had that game. But for the second time when I've watched them, wide right prevailed. And, I mean, they had it. They had it. They had 12 minutes to score. Yeah. And it just, I mean, it was an exciting game, but I was so bummed because it's back to Kansas City and Baltimore. I think Baltimore's a better talented team. So picking right now, I'm going to say Baltimore and San Fran in the Super Bowl. The one seed versus the one seed. Yeah, which as it should be. But at the same time, you know, I'll watch the Super Bowl just for the commercials. And I could care less with the halftime show anymore. It's getting too too glamorized. And then the game itself, you know, I mean, you have the Raiders run it, definitely. But if anything, even my ultimate pick would have been the Buffalo-Detroit Super Bowl. But I like the momentum that Detroit has, but they're going to San Fran. And it's so tough. And, I mean, just has the Green Bay Packers. Yep. You know, and— Who probably uh, should have won that game, too. Who should have won that game is right. I mean, that was— that was a heck of a game, too, and I did watch that Saturday night while keeping track of other stats. Just bummed that the – because I like the Packers. I, I thought they had some good talent, but what I like about them is their future. They're a young team. The youngest I, team. Yeah, and I think they're going to be strong. And, and, and Jordan Love, the quarterback, I mean, to replace Aaron Rodgers, and he, he's done a heck of a job this year, so watch out for them in the years to come. And I know I'm going to piss off a bunch of people what I'm about to say, but I just thank God the Dallas Cowboys are out. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, when Green Bay went into Dallas and beat them, it was like, yes! But um, hats off to them. But like I said, right now we're probably looking at San Fran and Baltimore. All right. Well, we'll see if those picks come true when we get back together again next week on Game of the Week. But as for everything else, Bruce, we know that you will have all of the Cochise County sports covered for us in the Herald Review Media, in print, online at myheraldreview.com, and on the Herald Review Media social media channels. As always, there are so many games going on in Cochise County this week, so if you are able to attend any of them to support these young student-athletes, please know it means the world to them to have their community support. From the Cochise Broadcasting Studios of KKYZ 101.7 FM, the oldies station in Sierra Vista, Arizona, and on behalf of Bruce Wetton, the Herald Review Media Sports Editor, my name is Jeff Davenport, and I'm wishing you a wonderful rest of your day. And now we'll send it back for the rest of today's Daily Chirp. 
Thanks for listening. Before we continue, a quick message from our sponsors, Ace Hardware. Hi, this is Les from Sierra Vista Ace. This is a great time to paint. Ace Stocks, Clark and Kensington, Valspar, Dunn Edwards, and our own Ace Royal Paint in interior and exterior finishes. We can computer match other brands and colors too. All the colors you can imagine, even one named Sierra Vista. Decide on the wall or room to paint, bring in a color idea, and let Ace mix your paint. Treat yourself to a new brush and roller too. Save gas, save time, shop Ace first. Sierra Vista Ace since 1981 on the corner of Fry and Highway 92. Next, an upcoming event that you should know about. Tonight at 8 p.m., head over to Punchy's Tavern in Sierra Vista for a cover-free show featuring outlaw country star Dallas Moore. Moore has performed for over 25 years and has released 17 albums, and his music has been played over 6 million times on Spotify. While his upcoming album will be released soon, Moore's most recent record, No God in Juarez, dropped in June and debuted at number 20 on the iTunes Country Albums chart and was also on Saving Country Music's Essential Albums list for 2023. Finally, today we're remembering the life of retired Captain Adolf Schmid of the United States Marine Corps. Better known as Smitty, he was born in Westerly, Rhode Island in 1932 and moved to Groton, Connecticut, attending Robert Fitch High School, where he was in the Marine Corps Reserve. After graduation, he was called to active duty in 1950 and served aboard the USS Oriskany, served in the Korean War, Vietnam twice, Guantanamo Bay, Okinawa, and Japan. Stateside, he served in Cherry Point, El Toro, Camp Pendleton, Hawaii, and Fort Machuca. He retired in Arizona after serving his country faithfully for 26 years. He then worked at the Army Intelligence School at Fort Huachuca as instructor for 14 years. He met his wife, Doreen, while attending a class at the Army Intelligence School. Lori was in the Women's Army Corps stationed there. They married in 1957 and spent almost 68 years together. They were blessed with two loving daughters. In retirement, they traveled to 82 countries. He loved fishing anywhere in an attempt to catch the biggest fish. He is survived by his wife, daughters, and a cousin. Thank you for taking a moment to celebrate and remember Smitty's life and service. Thanks for tuning in to the Herald Review podcast today. And remember, the Herald Review is here for you with local news you can trust. Subscribe today for unlimited access to all of our content for just $14 per month. This is less than the cost of one hour of one reporter's work on a single story. Also, want to stay up to date on what's going on? Join Neighbor, your trusted neighborhood community. Neighbor is a free online forum you can trust to connect with your community, focus on facts, and make a difference. Join the conversation. Visit nabur.myheraldreview.com. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, especially in Cochise County. Become part of the hyperlocal conversation on Cochise County's exclusive social media platform, Neighbor. That's N-A-B-U-R. Your neighbors are striking up meaningful conversations, sharing exquisite Cochise County photos, and respecting each other's views without any other social media noise. No unwanted advertising and only respectful conversations on hot community topics. That's right. Our journalism project manager can set the record straight and help answer any pressing questions about the happenings in our community. Join the conversation at myheraldreview.com slash N-A-B-U-R.